Welcome to Grown Dad Business, guys. This is Aaron Kleiber, and of course, I am here with Jason Clark. Main man, what's up? Oh, oh. oh main know. man, what's up? What up, baby? We are mm. coming once again live yeah. from the new 943 yes. Liberty Avenue Arcade Comedy Theater in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes. And uh, this episode, uh, you're like, hey, what's this about? It's Arcade Comedy Theater Day, Jason. Mm. In the city of Pittsburgh, proclaimed by the mayor, Bill Peduto. I love how you say mayor. Mayor. <laughs> A downtown, no, Mayor, Mayor Peduto has proclaimed today to be Arcade Comedy Theater Day. The coolest mayor. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Supports the arts. He does, he does. Yeah. So, we'll, yeah, we'll probably see him tonight. Arcade Comedy Theater Day, that's because uh, today, uh, November 3rd, mm-hmm. is the grand opening of yeah. our new uh, building on, at 943 Liberty Avenue. And uh, Jason had a, had a fun idea, and I think it's a great idea. Um, a lot of us, you know, a lot of times, a lot of you guys hear us talk about dad stuff, and we talk a little bit about comedy here and there. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of you guys don't realize that, you know, um, you know, Jason is the operations manager of Arcade Comedy Theater. And I've been doing uh, comedy in, in I've been doing stand up for t- for nine years almost. Yep. But also sketch and improv for since I was 18 years old in Pittsburgh. Right. There's a huge history of uh, comedy in Pittsburgh. And I think one of the culminations and huge dots in the history, the timeline of Pittsburgh comedy is this theater, November 3rd. Uh, arcade Comedy Theater opening up. It's yeah. a huge, huge milestone I've, for Pittsburgh Comedy. I've said for... We're going to talk about the, it. The, yeah, the process has been two years in the making. It's crazy. And I said yeah. that um, without being able to share a whole lot of information, this will absolutely change the landscape of comedy in the city of yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. We already have incredible shows lined up. and So we're going to talk about that. That's it. And... Uh, you know, this is one of those uh, Jason Clark ideas that I'm super excited about. Yeah. Good for you, bud. Hey, buddy. You know, <laughs> usually, usually I'm texting you like, uh, what if we just do a yeah. uh, 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 dirty diaper episode? And you're like, Aaron, we're, yeah. we're not going to talk about dirty diapers <laughs> for 35 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't swing and miss very often. No, no. And, no. Uh, but uh, here it is, guys. Uh, Jason. Buckle up. Happy Arcade Comedy Theater Day. Happy. Blow out your candles. <laughs> I just blew them out. Two grown men just looked at each other in the eye. Went like this, into fake candles. Grown dad business with Aaron Cliver. Hey, that's my dad's name. And Jason Clark. Not my dad, but he's a cool dude. Rate and review. Subscribe and share. Grown dad business with Aaron Cliver. Yeah. Um, and Jason Clark. Hey, you. Thanks for listening to Grown Dad Business. Um, The guys would love it if you would tweet at them, comment on their posts. Subscribe is really important. Give them a rating and a review. You can give them a a piece of your mind. And if you like an episode, just click share. It's not that hard to just click the button. Stop being lazy. And you can catch me on Add It Up With Your Best Friend Addie. Um, I interview musicians and comics, basically anybody I find entertaining, which sometimes even includes grown dads. Hey guys, want to give a shout out, special thanks to Ink Division Custom Printing. One of my favorite shirts I've ever printed was printed by Ink Division. Go to inkdivision.com. That's ink-division.com. The turnaround was amazing. I was super happy. They're great quality. The fi- my favorite quality shirts I've ever had. The ink was a great quality. They don't wear down. And uh, Arcade Comedy Theater 
we also use Ink Division to print our shirts. And I've seen people that had them for years, and they uh, are in pretty great condition. So I was excited to order my shirts. And you can see my shirts on my website, or if you see me live, my world's okayest parent shirts. You can go check them out. But go to Ink Division. That's ink-division.com. Tell them Aaron sent you. And uh, you look, you won't be disappointed. I'm not look. I'm not shouting out things that are crappy. Let's be honest, guys. Okay, uh, it's located in Braddock, Pennsylvania, the historic Braddock, Pennsylvania. If you're from Pittsburgh, you know exactly where I'm talking about. But they also ship all over the country. Go to ink-division.com. Tell them Aaron, grown dad Aaron, sent you, and uh, you can check out my shirts too. Uh, World's Okay's parent on my website. But go to Ink Division if you need anything printed, especially shirts sweatshirts, all kinds of stuff, ink-division.com. I love it. Shout out. Boom. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron Cliver. That's Jason. And I'm uh, Jason Clark. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Uh, give, gonna, give this is really, so, so we normally are sitting This a is little, so funny. It's, it's a, we, we sit normally on opposite couches yeah. when we're doing it at your house. Mm-hmm. And then when we do it on location, like we do it here at the theater, we're just generally always, we are, like a foot and a half from each other's faces. Yeah, it looks it's, like it's kind I've, of weird. I'm gonna back up. Maybe I bring another table over. I feel like that you and I are in a head face to face spelling bee. We are. Yeah. Like we're like yeah. uh, spell cat. Spell disgustipated. Oof. I think that was an album from Tool. Can I please have that? What is the Latin meaning? Um, anyways, but no, we are sitting in the lounge. So there's many. Yeah, cool. th- you know, just to give everyone just sort of like a rundown. If you've never. Never been to the Arcade Comedy Theater. You're listening and you're not in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, you can go ahead, obviously, and go look at ArcadeComedyTheater.com, and you'll be able to Google The Facebook page has tons of fi- pictures. Yeah, go see yeah. pictures. Um, it was a one-floor, one-space, you know, uh, yeah. you know, it basically went lobby, box office, yeah. performance space, bathrooms. Like, yeah. you'd be on stage, and you would occasionally hear a toilet flush, and it was, right. you know— and and now we are. Well, you always had people walking across yeah. the physical stage, yeah. to go to the bathroom, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and the bathroom door light opening and yeah, like the light coming was, out. Yeah. But it but it was so it was still incredible. But now we are in a building with three floors. Yeah, you know, two performance spaces. Um, one floor is where the bathrooms are. We have mm-hmm. three bathrooms down there, and then we have a private uh, performers-only bathroom that's up a on perfor- the third floor. We also have a performers like entrance. Yeah, performers entrance. We have like I call it I call it the P Diddy entrance. Yeah, uh, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you can not even touch any of the theaters and be back in the green room. Yeah, and walk right out on stage. It's amazing. I mean, it's just yeah. P Diddy. You entrance. could do like a one shot in case we ever have P Diddy. We could almost or Dave do like Chappelle. yeah. We could almost do like a Birdman type of di- bird. Was it Birdman with Michael Keaton? Right, mm-hmm. that whole one-shot kind of deal, yeah. where you're falling into the theater, come in, it's over your shoulder, you go down the stairs, you're through the secret entrance, and boom, and you, you walk right out on stage, and there's like I'm a gonna, room full of people. I'm gonna do I just, that video. We're gonna do, gonna I'm gonna do, do that. the video. It's incredible. This Friday, uh, well, today, tonight, tonight, um, yeah. I, I, I'm, am I opening the first show? Yeah, downstairs. Who? Oh, and then I open the nine o'clock upstairs. Ooh, yeah. I just got anxiety. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm the first person on stage at the grand opening? Yeah. Well, whoever intros me, so, okay, that's fun. That'll be your tech booth. <laughs> There's no, not going to be, you're not having a host. No. You're No, you're coming out cold, bro. You're rolling out. Why you got to throw this on me now? This is tonight. You're a paid professional, bitch. I know. So, anywho, anywho, back to where I was. So, we're in the lounge, and we have a lounge area. So, yeah. it's, um, it's 
just incredible up here. I mean, it's yeah. swanky. We did some different things I for like for you know when we walked into the space. One of the first things we recognized that it you know it had some acoustic things yeah. we needed to work out, and we've done some really sick crushed velvet draping. Um, crushed a, velvet, a lot, yeah, a lot of great draping. pictures that Mike Rabino, one of our founders, is Dude, an incredible one of the most vision. creative people I've ever oh. met in my life. Yeah. His yeah. visuals of seeing things, and we have a good mix of um, pictures from our old theater in color, and then mm-hmm. when we were in here two years ago, because, folks, this building used to be a porn shop. Yeah. It, now, Liberty Avenue in the More city. More than a porn yeah, theater. It was a porn theater. It had peep show booths. Oh. It had everything. Anything you wanted porn-wise yeah, was yeah. in this building. Um, for you folks that uh, aren't from Pittsburgh, I've lived here my whole life, as have you. Yeah. Um, Liberty Avenue is basically runs from the point of Pittsburgh where the rivers meet yeah. and runs all the way through the center of the city and goes all the way beyond into other neighborhoods. Yeah. This stretch of Liberty Avenue of what is now known as the cultural district was the red light district. Yeah. And I remember coming down here with my, yeah. with my parents. I remember coming like, down here on the bus with my grandmother yeah, and locked, it being a shady street. Oh yeah. You lock the doors. You see, <laughs> it looked pro- like, it looked like where Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered. Yeah. And you <laughs> like had, the Harris yeah. theater. The, mm-hmm. Every year there should be roses outside of the Harris theater. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just, from throw, just, just walk by and just throw a handful of pearls. <laughs> Just why are there pearls? Like, don't you worry about it. That's where Martha Wayne got murdered. Can I do that, Joe? I'm going to do that, Joe. <laughs> you can have if it. Go ahead. Just leave me a dollar on the table. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I would come down here, and you'd, the prostitutes were on the corner, and it was nothing but adult bookstores and porn right. shops, like right. everywhere you looked. And what ended up happening was in the early 90s. Here we go. History lesson coming to you. I love it. In the early 90s, um, there was like this. The, Jason's there, like the Rick Seaback <laughs> of Pittsburgh comedy now. There was this change that was happening, and uh, it started with Mayor Sophie Masloff and then went into to Mayor Tom Murphy, oh, where yeah. they wanted to clean up, and they wanted because we needed to change our city. Right. We went from the, the, the city that built the world, basically, as we provided all the steel absolutely and when that fell apart when i was a kid you know i had three generations of my family that worked in the same steel mill um when that fell apart people still stayed and that was amazing that it was desolate it was rough it was hard and and so they wanted to clean up and they wanted to take the city to another level the steel mills were gone and one of the biggest eyesores was the fact that liberty avenue was what it was right so what ended up happening was the cultural trust bought basically every building yeah. down through this cultural district yep. and just said, it's going to stay vacant. Right. We're going to scrub it down on the front. We're going to do a whole new facades. They updated everything. They kept everything historical. Yeah. And they just let these buildings sit. Yep. And they said, we are not going to put anything in these buildings unless it fits what the vision of the city is. And right. here we are, 2017, right. and there's still you know, buildings down here that are owned by the trust without permanent tenants, right. but they're for sale. And, yeah. and now Pittsburgh, I mean, then they're going to take— mean, think about the restaurants we're getting down here now because I, of the arts. I, I, read, I read something um, I mean, several Penn months Avenue, ago. I mean, Penn Avenue, the street over oh, now. Oh, yeah. By the way, everyone, this is very Pittsburgh. And this is very yeah. Pittsburgh. But stick in there. We're going to talk about a lot of comedy. Yeah, we're going to get into comedy here in a if minute. If you want to talk about uh, what the uh, a comedy timeline right. in a history over yeah. 10 years or 15 years, yeah. I'll tell you all about it. Yeah, and that's where we're going to end up. But I just want to sort of lay the groundwork yeah. as far as how this city has – what it's become as a city and, and, and how we've had this renaissance and the yeah. change. And, you know, and then, you know, there are some – there's some conflict with that as well. I mean, sure. Anthony Bourdain just did, you know, his his special where he did it in Pittsburgh, and a lot of Pittsburghers right. were like, "Wait a minute, we're the greatest." Da, 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 da. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, the guy does a show that is called. It's called. Yeah, what? Uh, 
whatever parts, it's, unknown. parts unknown. I mean, and there's parts of the city. It's kind of what he does. He, yeah. it's, he kind of, you know, uh, whatever researchers, just to, we don't have to talk about this forever. No. But w- when you look at producers and people that work for him, they're going to a city, and the first thing they hear about Pittsburgh is this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And they throw that away. Yeah. They, they're like, okay, we don't want to hear about Google, Uber, Mm-mm. and UPMC, you no. know, and, you know, Best they, Children's Hospital. We get all that. What's what's going on that nobody talks about? Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the stuff he covers. Yeah. And so we've. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's. Go it, watch you know, any city. Yeah. No one's ever really happy. For everything that is going on that is great and the changes that we have seen happen in the city, there is still mm-hmm. a long way for us to sure, go as absolutely. a city. Race relations are still a challenge. Mm-hmm. We need to continue to grow and get better. And I think yeah. that uh, as long as we still have activists in our city that are reaching yeah. out, I mean, we have, you know, Giselle Fetterman and her husband, yeah. uh, Mayor Fetterman over in Braddock, that are doing, you know, a lot. She's doing incredible work throughout mm-hmm. the city and creating nonprofits that are feeding yeah. home, feeding it's folks, and it's it's amazing. But now um, there are a lot of good things happening. Oh, it's incredible! So I, I don't want it to be like oh, Bri- which these guys are talking about how great the city is, no. and but they're it's just like any growth. Yeah. There's going to be warts that Absolutely. we need to try to figure out the heel. But but comedy, the comedy boom, oh. it all ties in. Yeah, the, this comedy boom in Pittsburgh all ties in yeah. to what's happening so, in the city. So let's let's jump into that ro- right now. Um, so the way I see comedy is it came through two different booms. Okay. Um, um, the bo- there was a boom before you got into stand-up. There was the boom yeah. that happened. And I think that it was, was, it was, was a, a, it it was, was right nation- around when I started. And it was a nationwide boom, too. I think so. You know, the, you know, the 80s were really hot for stand-up. Sure, absolutely. I remember as a kid, you know, uh, uh, stand-up at the improv. You know, there was yeah. an actual show, Night of yeah. the Improv, oh, yeah. that was hosted by Todd Glass that yeah. I would watch every goddamn time it was on and then through this incredible relationship and doing comedy and being involved with this theater i'm sitting there one-on-one talking to todd glass two years ago and i'm shitting myself like (laughs) he private we private message on twitter and it's just like i watched him as a kid and being like this dude's amazing so there was that shift and then and then then that that now i i will say i think that boom around the mid-2000s uh, when I started in about 2009, um, that that was kind of – I think a lot of it has to do with social media. I think social media booming, I think overall comedy got big again because comedians had a voice again online. Mm. They had a national voice, and I think people that were really good at that came out really hard. I mean, mm. I think social media really boomed people like um, – well, Dane Cook, there's a whole story about how he blew up through MySpace. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's actually pretty genius how he blew up oh, through yeah. MySpace, um, if you ever want to look into that story. But, uh, you know, with Facebook coming out, you know, pretty big, and, you know, you just hear comedic voices. You hear people posting shows. Now it's like, wow, there's comedy everywhere, and there's very funny people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people that were, you know, the, the show Last Comic Standing and Comedy Central during more and more stand-up shows in the mid-2000s. I mean, that really kind of blew up. Yeah. Um, and being able to promote it on something like Facebook to a mm-hmm. hundred millions of people right. is a big deal. And then I think that's a lot of has to and, do a lot with yeah. that. Yeah. And then on the side of the other side of what we do here at the theater, um, with improv. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always been the second city. Like Saturday yeah. Night Live, that was right. the theater system and right. and then we've seen these incredibly funny people getting television right. shows and you see even, you know, more recently Tina Fey and Amy Pooler and that right. and that just people looked up to these people and are like, I then also can do this. Yeah. That avenue is there for me in a city like Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think I, – and, two, when I started in 2009, there was not much going on. Right. There was, there was you know – I mean, gosh, there, there was probably maybe 20 comics that were steadily doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I first started, I mean, I was, I was working the Pittsburgh Improv featuring like every week or two. I mean, like – I mean, I was doing one or two a month because there wasn't a lot of comedians. You know what I mean? Um, and so when a club has to provide, you know, openers from the local pool, right. we all worked a bunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at that time, uh, we're talking Pittsburgh comedy here. I mean, there was the Funny Bone that that closed, I believe, in like 2011, maybe 2010. Yeah. Because it was only about it a sounds, year after I was in. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been closed for about six or seven years. Um and that was really, you know, they had a weekly mic, and the improv had a weekly mic, and and then there was the Smiling Moose. We started when in you know 2009. You went to the Smiling Moose, and that was at that time. Now, ever now since then, the Smiling Moose has had a renaissance as well. Scarfo, the owner, a good friend of mine, has really, you know, he brought in a chef. He's brought in cool bands, good comedians. Now, I mean, he's really. It was just kind of a biker bar. It was a. Right. We called it a horror biker bar because Scarfo, the owner, loves horror movies and mm. he loves metal. It so was it 2010 was, when they relocated because yeah. they did relocate to Green Tree. Remember, well, they went to the hotel, just, that which was whatever over. that was. It was over. But they had 22 years. Yeah, that club was open for 22 that was the, years that, during the 90s. That was, that was the club. All the major stars came through oh, Pittsburgh, yeah. and and then, you know the improv came into town. I believe in 2001. And uh, well, they just brought another tier of stand-up. Yeah. Um, they just brought they brought sure. huge movie stars and stuff oh, like yeah. that. So you know, we go from doing you know ten minutes at the Smiling Moose in front of racist bikers mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to like, oh, by the way, this weekend you're opening up for Bob Saget. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like Whoa, okay, and you just it, it just they brought in huge national names, and um, you know, it just kind of wanted you. You were inspired to do more and more and more, and you wanted to work at the Improv, and you wanted to work with major names. And um, uh, you know, in the beginning, there was not much going on, and I immediately, my first year, I started two open mics because I was like, you know, you couldn't get up every time at the Improv, you know, or but you could. There was en- there wasn't enough comedians. <laughs> like right. you could get up at every Improv or Funny Bit open, but mic. you still needed to go work out. Still needed to work, and so I started a Monday night show that's still going i mean mm-hmm. uh uh comedy sauce at the pleasure bar on monday nights mm-hmm. i started that uh, over five years ago and still cracking yeah. please show up yeah. <laughs> when we have a show uh come hang out in bloomfield um but uh we did that and then i started a wednesday show uh, a little bit after that at the beer hive mm-hmm. in the strip and that's still going yeah. run by comics who have come up you know mm-hmm. colin chamberlain uh who Took my first stand-up class I taught at Arcade Comedy right. Theater. And that's where I met you. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we talked about that. I mean, yeah. we, we met. Like, that was the first time we ever, like, talked but to But that's each other. what was going on. And yeah. it just kind of perpetuated this, you know, mm-hmm. um, this stand-up. It just kept, you know, if you build it, they will come. And, yeah. you know, uh, f- f- for the first couple years, I mean, the improv was very supportive of young comics, putting people up. And yeah. the multiple mics. And they just How interesting to think came out of it, nowhere. Like, sort of the the path that you're drawing out is interesting because funny people have always been here right yeah okay uh yeah funny people have always been here it's just like all of a sudden there's more of them but it's just that they feel that there's more of an avenue for them to come out and yeah i think i think it is well social media today i mean to fast forward to today i mean there's no excuse if you want to try comedy there's no excuse at this point in 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 pittsburgh Mm. i mean 
you know, uh, you know, I was just talking to somebody last night. It's like I'm, f- I'm gonna start some comedy, and I'm like, you can get up twice a night. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, but going back, you know, that's the stand-up story, right? But improv, I started doing improv when I was 17. It was more of an underground, like it right? was because I mean, was, we're actually it doing. A, it was a little crew. There's actually a show tonight. Yep. It's our 10 o'clock show, which is a tribute to Friday Night Improv's yep. FN, that's where I FNI. Started. Yep. That was basically in the basement of the Cathedral of Learning at Pitt. Yeah, it was. It was at the. Uh, it was in the basement theater uh, of the Cathedral of Learning, and uh, I couldn't wait to go there on Friday nights. I went there as a 17 year old. I remember. Um, Ben Mayer is one of the original players. Uh, Lou Stein. Lou Stein. One Lou of the original Stein. hosts. Yeah. Uh, some of the people you'll see perform. Uh, I remember meeting young, young, young John Feitner there. Yeah. Right out of college. Yeah. I showed Melissa yeah. a picture of John Feitner that was online yeah. the other day. And we, I said, tell me who this is. Yeah. No idea. And, uh, you know, uh, meeting one of the funniest women I've ever met in my life, Abby Fudor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so meeting those people and Mike Rubino and, and mm-hmm. you know, that's how we all made those connections. And, uh, you know, we were just like college kids doing improv for college kids. Yeah, it was it was it was so much fun. And and then being part of that crew, you, you know, you get invited into that improv crew that just basically it's we just like making people laugh every Friday night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it, and uh, and there are there are so many people that are in this theater that started from Friday night improvs, um, including our headliner of the, our guest of honor, mm-hmm. John Daly. Yeah. Um, who you may have seen on the Kroll Show, mm-hmm. uh, which is so funny on the Kroll Show. He pops up in movies everywhere. One of the funniest character actors working today started Friday Night Improvs. Yeah, you know, um, you know there, there's you know, there's just Christine Nangle who wrote for Saturday Night Live. You know, I remember performing with her for Pitt freshman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. uh, who now who wrote for the Kroll Show? Like yeah. they both started F and I. You know, it's crazy yeah. uh, to see some of those people and. Uh, you know, I, so there was this un- so there was this yeah. sort of like underground type of type yep. of you know Friday nights. Let's do it and go to Ritter's. <laughs> yeah, and yep. then and then a then the cabaret started happening. Yeah, that was one of the big things. So there was really you know there was a couple you know groups that were doing comedy. Hustlebot was like the group. Mm. You know, John Feitner was part of that. Right. Um, and um, and we started the uh, the improv jam Thursday nights at the cabaret. And I remember thinking, like, hey, you know, we're trying to get, like, an all-star crew of people. Could everyone, you know, this group of people, can you guys come on Thursday nights for the first, like, six, eight weeks? Like, let's get this show moving. And that was exciting. And people started coming. Yeah. I mean, there would be weeks, those first couple months of, of, of the improv jam Thursdays at the cabaret. Right. Where we'd, you'd get 100 people on a Thursday. Yeah. And you're like, holy hell. And, and it was so much different because, you know, at that point, you know, we're talking, like, 2006, 2007. Um, the, it, it was a point where, um, like, we were now doing improv in front of audiences of adults. It, it was not pit students. It, it was not 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds who couldn't wait to go get a, a 40 and a slice of pizza after right, the show. Right. This was, like, arts patrons. Right. These are people that are on the mailing list for Heinz Hall. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's go check out. Because they're, the they're at Theater Square, Theater Square, yeah, where the cabaret right. is. Let's go see what this is. And they had shows jam? down there, and the shows would let out at the cabaret theater, and people would stay. Yeah. You'd get 20, 30 people to mm. stay for the improv show. So we started doing comedy for adults, and it was pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could obviously have way more qualified people to talk about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not. But I was involved, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, it was a really cool thing, and it inspired me to go do classes at Second City. You know, mm-hmm. like do, b- being able to do improv uh, in front of like real audiences, and you know, like really, you know, I was like, wow, this is. Uh, and then, um, 
Well, and then uh, Jethro and Christy Nolan moved back up. to Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, so, and so Christy, yeah. so just to jump into this point line, so probably in the timeline was probably like, what, 2011, 2012 mm-hmm. when they came back, and they I'm not 100% sure of that. But yeah, yeah. they are two of the founders, as, as you mentioned, Abby Fudor and, and Mike yeah. Rubino. And then there was uh, the fifth individual was Randy Kirk, yeah. who actually was running the cabaret at the time, yeah. too. And so and he, and, he, and he also goes way back into one of the first improv groups in Pittsburgh, the Susquehanna Hat Company. Oh, shit. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, that Lou Stein, I think, yeah. was involved as well, and a yeah. couple other really yeah, nerd- funny people. I know, we're like, we're nerding out on, like, yeah. oh. This is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh you know, Comedy Day, is, man. man. This it is. is. We're this is Arcade Comedy Theater you know, Day, and this is the history yeah. of it. So the five of them, from my understanding, you know, that they were at the jam, and they just, you know, yep. were having some beers, and yeah. then that's where the arcade was born. Yeah. And, you know, they uh, reached out and, 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 and worked <laughs> with the Cultural Trust, Yeah, the five of them, and um, came up with, the, you know, this small little building yeah. at 811 Liberty Avenue. And to think if when you see what that place was just one big, yeah. just one big room with a with yep. a wall and two bathrooms and for them to look at that and go, we can make us a theater. And and, yeah. and and the thing that when I talked to Jethro about it and we talked about those early growing pains, because I came my first time ever walking into the theater was, I want to say, um, in the late summer of the first mm-hmm. year they were open. Yeah. I had started seeing, I seen um, in the paper that they were talking about. Uh, the oh, first I, thing. I remember the first, I remember yeah. painting day, Jason. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I'm talking about <laughs> me right now, though. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I, so anyways. Jeez. Okay. Let's take a <laughs> I, quick break. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wasn't stepping so, on you, buddy. So, no. So, when I, I remember reading in the paper about yeah. you guys were doing the live reads, the first one I ever read about right. was the Teenage Mutant Ninja one with <laughs> Sal, that Sally Wiggin was yeah. in us. And I want to say that was before Pittsburgh. Was that before Pittsburgh? No, no, no. no, no. no. He's been six years now. Yeah, so that's, Pittsburgh dad was Pittsburgh dad at that yeah. point. So we were they aware. He kissed Sally Wiggin. Yeah. And so we were, As Casey Jones and April O'Neil. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, aware of these. these and I'm looking at this and I go, what Did you see that one? This? No, no, I didn't. Oh, That's didn't. the thing. I came later on, and and, and, you didn't, and you I didn't. was here for the first time to see the Gilda Radner. Um, they did oh, that, they yeah, did the that, tribute they show. They did that fundraiser. Yeah, that's Gilda's, right. Gilda's, Gilda's, yeah. Gilda's, Gilda's Club. Club. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the first time because my wife's um, cousin is Gab Bonesso, yeah. who has been on the Pittsburgh comedy scene. She's yeah. the City Papers comedy. Yeah, one of the, yeah, one of the original OGs, yeah. you would say. So we came to see her. And we walk yeah. into this place, you know, and I walk in, I'm telling my wife, I go, I read about this place, mm-hmm. you know, I've read really interesting things yeah. about it. And I walk in and both of us say it just there was something about the place. Right. You felt instantly welcomed. You felt an aura. And yeah. I'm not like I'm not talking about chakras. I'm not that guy. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you felt something. Yeah. When you walked in. And many people have said that to me. Mm-hmm. And, and at that time of our life for me and Melissa. It was when the kids were no longer relying upon us. They, know, they were teenagers. Were, they were, they were in teenagers. high school, had their own friends. And, right. the, and and Aaron, I will I will tell you, as a dad to a dad, that's a tough transition. Oh, I go. It's tough because yeah. you want to still be. You when know, we still struggle yeah, with you, that with my when son. your kids don't want to have a pizza party and a movie night. No, and you're they like, don't. all right, honey, what do you want to do tonight? They don't want to be in the same. They don't room give a shit about us. They don't want to be in the same room anymore. Yeah. So that was an emotional. You make me get anxiety it was, and cry. It, it was an emotional <laughs> shift. Yeah. And the theater was there for us, and right. we became known as the married couple that sat 
in the same chair, right. stage right. Yeah. We and the reason and Melissa says the reason you guys still sit there. We Melissa still, sit still there. sits there. We still sit there, and and we will. Reserve well, I don't want to tell everybody that Jason's uh, cute little wife is sitting on the, the right stage corner every show, <laughs> every but show. she is. She is. Every stand up get down, I go to yell yep. at the right corner, and I'm like, nope, that's sweet Melissa. I'm not going to make fun of her. And what what is truly incredible about that is Melissa, you know, put this on a Facebook post and she talked about it. The yeah. reason we sat there is because she did not want to interrupt the show when she had to go to the bathroom. I, I remember her saying that. It years was the chairs ago. next yeah, yeah, to the bathroom, right. so yeah, we were yeah, able yeah. to duck out and go to the bathroom. And um, so, Christine, um, I became like Facebook friends, and mm-hmm. we were at first night that year. And I sent her. That's our annual. Um, New, New Year's, Year's Eve thing. in Pittsburgh, yeah. And I didn't have a ticket to get in to see the free shows. Okay. That, that's one of the ticketed events. Right. And I sent her a Facebook message and said, hey, I would love for yeah. her to be able to come in and check it out. And she put me on a list. We came in. And she walked in and recognized me and hugged me. Right. And from that point on, we built a friendship. Right. And, um, and at that time, I had started performing. Yeah. I started stand-up. And then that reminds I, me of the Conrads, that couple that goes to like uh, a lot of the comedy shows in Pittsburgh. They come to you know stand up, get down. Oh, Conrads, yeah. get down here, guys. Yeah, your fans. We want so you anyways, part of the family. Uh, <laughs> anyway, enough of my origin story. No, but, yeah. But what it what it really started for us was this this great friendship. Yeah. And and then as things progressed, I started working behind the scenes yeah. because I wanted to be able to lend my talents to yeah. them outside of stage. I, I, I love performing. I, there's nothing. Yeah. We've talked about that. There is nothing like walking know, off of man. a stage. That is, I've done some drugs in my life, folks. I've lived <laughs> that life. This not, is the best high I've ever nothing, had. I've never been that yeah. high when you come off a stage and you can't come down for yeah. the longest time. It's amazing. And then you crash. But and, and, and on the grown dad end of things, yeah. let's, I mean, go back and, I mean, let, I mean, let's look at that. I mean, your kids are growing up, mm-hmm. and you guys found something together that you could be a part of. And now yeah. you're the operations manager yes. and a great performer. Mm-hmm. And now we do everything together. Yeah. And now your wife is on the board. She's the board of, of the, Arcade yeah. Comedy Theater. Yeah, she's on the board of directors. Because she's a really smart woman. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she, she's, she's, motiv- a, she's, she's a boss bitch. She's motiv- I mean, she's, she's, she's amazing. She's motivated. She's driven. And, and the thing that I'm very fortunate is that we both love comedy. Yeah. Like, it's love so, comedy. Like, it's we such a cool thing. share that love of comedy. We love to laugh. When people ask us and they're like, "You're how old? Yeah. You have you have old kids?" Because when yeah. people we'll get that all the time. We don't look like we should have a 22 and a 18 year old. Oh, I thought all I thought yes. like you guys had young kids. Yeah, especially her. But oh yeah, I, we, yeah, when I met you guys, I thought, "Oh, you guys have like toddlers like yeah, we do." We laugh. Yeah, we enjoy life, right. and that's that's what's kept keeps us, you young. It keeps you young. It does. It works. Right. So yeah, I mean, um, and you know, when they nominated Melissa for being on the board of directors at the arcade, she came to me and said. Are you okay with this? Yeah, yeah. She said it's you know, and I said we are who we are. Yeah, right. We're Team Clark. Like they're amazing. They're better off. We're all better off when we're working together. Right, right, right. And so we're very fortunate. And she's doing. I'm telling you what. Tonight she's this weekend. She's planned some incredible things for this theater. Yeah. That um, you know, it's definitely you'll feel Clark vibe on what she does. <laughs> she don't. She don't piss around. So here we are. So they build this theater. They yeah. they come the five of them come together they 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 form this this incredible theater that brings this community together and I think that if we laid out a timeline and yeah. you actually went through that story that you told mm-hmm. and did it like a seismograph yeah when did really? comedy spike and you could take it back to 2013 is when when arcade comedy theater it gave a downtown it was a downtown venue February 2013 yeah. February 14th 2013 is yep. when they opened. I was there and I remember yeah. that. <laughs> if you did a seismograph, you would see it. Yeah. And they gave 
a venue in downtown Pittsburgh. Got in okay. as this city was really rebranding itself. It was about that time when things started to I ramp up. Right. And yeah. you you know, you never went downtown Pittsburgh after five o'clock. After five o'clock, you never came you downtown. And they're and they're no just now to. catching up to like, hey, people want to eat after six PM down here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause cause I remember the first year or two when arcade was open, you couldn't eat down mm-hmm. here. If it was at night, forget it. We'd yeah. have to leave yeah. downtown so, to go eat. So you would see on that uh, map. Now we're covered with fast food restaurants and <laughs> cool bars and restaurants. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah. But, but you'd see the seismograph spike at that point. And it, when I talked to Jethro about those earlier days, he said the biggest thing that I would tell anyone starting a theater yeah. or any business for that matter, when you say you're going to be open, be open. Yeah. It, those days where there were five people in the audience and me and Melissa were probably two of them. Yeah. He goes, we performed. We yeah, performed absolutely. for our friends. Yep. We didn't care. We were going to mm-hmm. be open. Mm-hmm. We were going to be open. We we're going to figure this out. And it is a nonprofit theater right. as well because there is we have the academic end of yeah. it. We teach comedy. But it, and here's here's a misnomer about the Arcade Comedy Theater. Yeah. People think that it is backed by the cultural trust. Mm-hmm. It is not backed by the cultural trust oh no it's no fully no. sustained it's, it's by tickets by us yeah it is by us it's by fundraising it's by donors yep. it is not we did not get a damn seed money from the no. cultural trust they gave us they were our landlord they gave yeah. us a they property. gave us they gave us a property and the thing and, about um, that property was we never at any time they could have sold that building and we would have been yeah. doing improv the, and the founders money sweat blood and tears yeah. was put yeah. into yeah. that yeah and absolutely then the, and then the community came and supported them yeah so then this building, then it was came time. We yeah. were too big. At, the, at one point, we we were in four different, three or four different buildings yeah. downtown. A bunch we were, of different we spaces. Seven oh seven Penn, eight eleven Liberty, eight twenty Liberty, and there were just. And then you have improv teams practicing anywhere they could find yeah. spaces. And we just they went to the. Then trust. you're running a class. I mean, yep. I I taught stand up down on yeah. Penn Avenue, yeah. up on the third floor, yeah. and yeah, they went anywhere to, we could. They went to the trust and they said, "Here's our here's the numbers. Here's what we've done. Yeah. They put the business plan together and they put it out in front of them and they said, we need a bigger space.' Yeah. And they and the trust said, "Well, let's go look at what we have." Yeah. And what I would tell you in my meetings with the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership is that they really wanted to try to figure out how to drive more traffic to the 900 block of Liberty Avenue. Right. Bricolage is a great theater that sure, is two yeah. doors down from us now. And they really like the idea of having us move to the 900 block. And this and building... I mean, this, this building... Look at We're looking out the front window. If, if you see the pictures I posted on Instagram or whatever. I mean, we're right across from the August Wilson Center. I mean, we're we're right across looking at 7th Avenue and... Smithfield uh, Street drives right into Smith, us. I mean, it's, it's just... It's incredible. It's like, here it is. Like, yeah. we're here. We, we are a landmark, it feels like, in yep. downtown Pittsburgh. And, and to a credit to Abby, Mike, Jethro, and Christy, they did it right. Yeah. There's... There, when you look at the building and you walk around and yeah. you get an idea, and I've been here, I've been through this process with them since construction started yep. i was here every tuesday basically J- and, and let process. me interrupt you we're no jason's not going to say this jason listen jason and i always have this conversation as grown dads and as men and jason and i in a we're so determined when we get our mind on something when we have passion for something in another life i will say this about jason jason would have led an army <laughs> into into countries in another life no. I mean, he's that. You're that kind of guy. 
you're the kind of guy where I'm like, yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna get behind him. I'm gonna walk next to him onto the battlefield. And Jason's been doing that for over two years. No. You've been pounding through with these guys, um, and not even you know, not even having ownership like they do, and no. you because because you know you can and you know yeah that I, you want to. I you know for me it's. So good job, dude. Thank you. Really? Thank you. And Look I, me I, in the eyes. <laughs> well, you, Jason. I, I have a hard time with those things as a person. Me too. I've I get it. I've always been that way. I, I get just, it. I don't want to, you I, know. I'm, I, but I am human, and I do you love, do your I thing. love the pat on the back. I love to just put my nose down, have a vision. This is what we need to do. We're alike in a way it where it's like, look, this is what I feel mm-hmm. like I should be doing. Yeah. This is what I love doing. I'm yeah. going to do it. And yeah. whether you think it's amazing or whatever. There are so, look, there I, are so many just people. Just do your thing. Do what you love. There are so many people that have come together to, whether it was just putting a few screws into a board. Right. I, I was trying to talk to Melissa last night. It would have been incredible if we would have been able to chart the man hours. Right. It has to be over a thousand man hours. Oh, well over a thousand. I mean, if I just take in planning meetings and I take in time sitting on a computer and ordering listen, facility I, I, I know that I, I was here in a limited mm-hmm. time. You know, I mean, I spent a couple of days here yeah. doing construction. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was here for four weeks. Yeah. I mean, those days when now granted, n- not a lot of us are, full-time carpenters or construction yeah. workers. I'm, I'm about a decade removed. You're about 20 years mm-hmm. removed from being a, 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 yeah. a laborer. Yeah. And, you know, just spending, you know, I probably spent 20 hours here. Mm-hmm. And that's felt like an eternity. I saw people here, well, well like yourself included. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Jason's here 60 hours a week, it seems like. Feels, you know, yeah. I mean, there are people that just, you know, young comedians and volunteers and old yeah. and, Every different types Jeth- of people. Jethro's got a goddamn cot here. Like, I mean, like there Jethro nice... is a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Jeth- like, but the people that I saw volunteers here, I said, there's someone here who just took a class last semester. And they're here for 20 we, hours. We had a, we in had two a, days. We had a young guy last week. I'm telling you, man. Name him. Name he, him. His name was Eric. Killing it. He had his first improv class that right. Tuesday and was helping us build shit. Yeah. Two days later. Yeah. Like he was just like, yeah, I'll come help that, out. That's that's how you know that the that the community is yeah. working. So for that, me, that that, yeah. that that sense of for togetherness me, for me that's means one of the cool, that's one of the coolest things of yeah. this whole this whole up this whole thing and absolutely and and man, I will tell you, for me, it's uh, I believe in this city. I believe in these four individuals, yeah. and I believe in what their their heart is in the right place. Oh, absolutely. That's the difference here in this building is that the heart of it is about promoting right. the arts and promoting community and promoting comedy, yeah. the love of comedy. Yep. It is a, you know, there's a business aspect of this, and we have to run things as a business, and there's decisions that have to be made as a business. But at the core of it is this incredible yeah. heart of these four individuals that continued on with this yeah. to build this incredible building, and it would just blow you away. I mean, yeah, if you look at the what you were saying is the, the, the timeline of the last decade of comedy where it's like improv started popping and stand-up started popping and, yeah. sh- you know, I started some shows, and then it just, it just kept going and yeah. going and going. Yeah. And it's just fascinating yeah. how big it's gotten. And, and you're right. It's all about just this... I feel like we found the formula that's like why this works, and it's just really just like supporting each other and 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 all coming under one banner of just let's make people laugh, yeah. Let's let people be have kind. a good time, be and good to people. Uh, be kind to be, be funny, fun. man. That's it. That's, it. that's gonna be that's on it. a shirt and a bracelet that's sometime it. soon. Have, I'll I, print them. I swear to it, God, Norlex. Um, <laughs> 
Norlex Belma texts me once every three weeks. You getting Be Kind, Be Funny shirts yet, you <sighs> son of a bitch? Man, it's but, supposed to be fun. But it's true, man. And, uh, you know, and, and being able – you know what was cool, too? Is, and and we're, still, we're still bridging that gap. But, you know, like when, when, when they started, I remember Abby and Mike, because I didn't know Christy or Jethro very mm-hmm. much except performing at the jams. Yeah. And they're like, so we're starting this theater. And, you know, I remember they took me to call. We're like, we went and got a drink or something. They're like, we – we're starting a comedy theater, and we, you're the only stand-up comedian we know. <laughs> right. So you're in charge of stand-up. And I was like, okay, sure. I don't know. What, okay, sure. Uh, and, then like, and then I remember Christy's like, well, you need to teach classes. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Okay. That. That's good. She's like, yeah, well, you, sh- you got to. Yeah. I mean, so, so it's like that, that uh, bridging that gap of improv and stand-up is amazing as well. To see that, because really, you know, uh, I mean, I was one of the only people that did both. Yeah. And to see people now, like, stand-ups want to come and take improv classes and improvisers who have become really good stand-up comics and vice versa, you know. The, both that, muscles can work towards each other. It's fascinating to see that. That's why I took an improv class. It's, it's so fun to see that gap yeah. bridged as well. Yeah. Because a lot of cities, it's very separate. And we're still we're trying still to incorporate that. and be together. I think this building will – you. I think that if there's anything that will be gained really from this building is mm-hmm. going to be that. I think that we will yeah. continue to see that growth in this building. Well, the the idea that there's an improv show going on downstairs yeah. and upstairs, we're doing a stand up show it's at the amazing. same exact time, yep. and they will be able to commingle yep. and be able to, you know, be able to be yeah. with each other. In the same yeah, because day. one stage, you're right. It's like an improv show. Everyone leaves, and then the stand ups check in. It's it. almost like the night shift comes in. Yeah, how are you, you know doing, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, we'll show. We'll take it from here. Yeah, right. We'll take. We'll tell. We'll do the dirty. We'll ones do the late now. show. Yeah, we'll do the late yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, let's button it up. Still some tickets available for tonight if you're listening on Friday. Uh, there's going to be a few. I doubt it. There's going to be a couple. You're going to find a couple. There. You're going to go on. Get in there. If you're in and you, you know, if you stayed with us this long and, and uh, you're here and see. If you're listening to us and you don't have a ticket, what the hell's wrong with yeah. you in the first place? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you should I mean, dude, the like, shows are, uh, me aside, uh, the shows are basically the best of the best. I think so. Um, and, good and mix of, for stand-up, it's a good mix of young and and some part of what we're talking about jason yeah this is a community we we want you know we want young comedians to know where we can get on stage yeah for the grand opening sure but you got only so much slots you you know you just did a great job i want great lineups well i want to have a great sampling of what pittsburgh stand-up is right now and those are those two shows Mm -hmm. i mean we have some amazing i call the ogs you know we have jeff conkle and terry jones Mm -hmm. mike sasson and some young guys some guys mike sasson and norlex belma are Mm -hmm. are going to be heading up some of the other shows yep um and you know those are guys that are just a couple years in Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but then then we have people that are young comics and i mean it's 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 a a lot of fun so go arcadecomedytheater.com check us out happy arcade comedy theater day yeah this is exciting I i lit two more candles this is so exciting. Did, I'm not do, we just no, did, we it did it again. again. Yeah. That's I okay. We're grown, man. That. You know That's what? I'm okay with who we'll I am. Afterwards. We're okay with who yeah, we are. I don't care. I can blow out. Imagine. <laughs> Candles. Look. Okay. Now it's a little much. Right, now it's it's much. Like it's if we did it again, I'd be. It's it's a little weird. Yeah. And we're looking at each other and we're in a window. I feel like there's, we should have spaghetti meeting. Oh. And we're just. You know what I'm talking lady about? Lady in a tramp Yeah. What, the lady in a, mm, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm, yeah, I like you. You're a good dude.